0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Unspoken Rules, season 5,437 episode. I don't even know what it is at this point, but it has been a hot minute. Um, it's been about a good year since we've gotten the group together. But because we've been in a pandemic for a year, I, we figured that it'd be a good time to kind of get the the brothers back together, um, to just have a conversation about life and where things are. As those who have listened to the podcast know, this podcast has always been about kind of sports, life, and culture. Uh, but for today, I think our focus will be on just life. And and if we end up talking about culture and sports, we will. But um, a lot's happened in the last 12 months. Um, we've been in a pandemic and we still are in one right now. We've had a, a lot of social unrest in our country. We have had uh, a change in presidency. We've had a lot of things going on. And because we've been gone for so long from podcasting and being together in in a a space where we can talk, we decided that today we'd discuss just how our lives have been in the last 12 months since we've really sat down at a table. And again, right now we're actually not at a table. We're on Zoom, as a lot of people have been in the last year for the work. So we're doing this over Zoom. Um, All the fellows have have a drink in front of them, and we're ready to have a conversation about how life has been. Uh, But the first question that, I have for the group, and before I actually even get to that point, I, again, I'll just my, up My name's uh, I'm Andrew, the uh, the Oakland native, and I have with me today.
1: Should, is it me next? I, I don't hey, remember. Hey, go, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Jerry in the uh, peninsula in San Francisco, and Rome in your heart.
2: <laughs> Got AC Schmoney out here. Alan, Is that- back back in action i just that's what i put on my zoom for some reason it just with <laughs> money with the dollar sign man, just to give you the visual
0: okay bobby schmurda <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. hey, my boy fresh, fresh out fresh out oh yeah dude. Out. um what sorry to, but like to to kill the flow with the intros but was was the bobby schmurda thing did the did the knicks really post the picture of him in front of madison square garden or I'm was not. that was that a, a photoshop
1: Dude, it could have just been Reggie Jackson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it could have just been oh, Reggie Jackson. Man. My boy, Reggie. Oh man,
2: we we got two more folks with us though here.
3: Uh, Mo.
2: Oh yes, yeah, it's slow Mo <laughs> from the O.
3: And. <laughs> This is uh, <laughs> Aldo from the 650. Damn, it's been a while. This is weird. <laughs> 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 hey,
0: back, hey, hey. Good to be back, though.
3: Good to be back to see you guys.
0: Wait, 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 wait! Isn't it Aldo from the, the, the six something else? I would always five. say
3: some iteration of 650, <laughs> <laughs> 650, 6 nasty. <laughs> what was it? What the most, up, it's like what the most up? recent one
0: that we just texted? <laughs> <laughs> this is also from the six, six foot, foot nasty,
3: right? <laughs> 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 I don't know, something inappropriate about oh man I, I, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's,
0: hey man it, 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 this we starts
3: off
4: yeah, we're, we're not saying proper, it's, it's also from the six inch plus nasty <laughs> yeah, <it is.
0: laughs> click news. the link in the bio You know <laughs> his only fans page will be uh, li- linked in the back end of this uh, this podcast
3: That's, times have been link. tough this pandemic <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey man, speaking of the pandemic, good transition. Man, I love getting the guys back together. But um I think the most important question that we have for today is is, you know, we've been in a pandemic now. This it's it's March 4th, 2021. Um, the pandemic um again was around for quite a while, but we we first really started to uh, understand what the pandemic was in March of 2020. So it's been about a full year now. Um, and we've all kind of had a lot of life-changing events uh, going on and um, a lot of things uh occur in our personal lives and as we've as we all know and we've seen in the news and heard through our friends and peers and seen with our coworkers, we all we've all adjusted to the pandemic differently we've all struggled in our own ways so I guess my first question to the group is how have you guys been adjusting to the pandemic what, what's life been like what have you been doing for the last
1: 12 months what,
0: what, what's up fellas like where have you guys been
1: I you to start um when the pandemic happened last year, uh, like March 4th last year, I think i just just got out of surgery for my knee. had really no clue how big of an impact this really was. Um, thought I was going to be able to go back into office in about a couple weeks after surgery. And then they just told everybody, it shut down until June, or it shut down until April. And then that turned into the whole clusterfuck we see right now. Mm. Um, I guess the way I've been dealing uh, for a while, I, I kind of put myself into work and shut myself into work and was trying to like, you know, hide everything by doing work. And I think eventually it led to burnout at some point around October or something is when I started to feel some, some changes and things that weren't, I wasn't comfortable with, uh, which has led to more changes today that I'm actually a little bit happier about. Um, but, uh, it, it definitely was like one of the toughest times, probably the toughest year of my life. Uh, but it's also like, when I look, back, I feel like I can look back on it today and say that that was a cool learning lesson uh, and I'm a better person today than I was March 4th, 2020.
2: Can, we, here, here. can I ask Rome? like, what do you think was um, like so difficult about it for you? Was it more like being isolated or was it more the workload or like adjusting to the all online i'm sure it was a combination but what was like the most challenging for you
1: the most challenging for me i think was um the loss of normalcy of things um big part of of what i was really excited for was being able to go back to the gym and being able to do things that i felt i was good at uh i think work also was a big part of it um I think it it, unfortunately coincided with the passing of Kobe and uh, me thinking, okay, I got to have this Mamba mentality, which is, you know, believe in the process, work, work, work. But uh, I don't know if that's true for everybody. Um, And I don't know if it's always true to always work, 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 because um, at some point you will burn out and not everybody can be Kobe. And I think at that point I started realizing maybe, maybe there's other things I'm more in love with, uh, and maybe I'm not Kobe, uh, maybe give me like three years and maybe I could become Kobe, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I think that was a big part of it because there was just so much demanded from work, loss of normalcy, working from home. It was just like, you're always stuck in work and always thinking about work. And these personal spaces you used to have like this table that I'm working at used to be just a table, where would Eat. Now it's where my computer goes, where I think about work. Uh, And then I just have all these somatic markers around my house that relate to work. Uh, And I think that's to answer your question in a very long-winded way. That I think was the hardest part Uh, trying to figure out how to dissociate that again and feel a return back to normalcy. How about you?
2: Um, Damn. No, I connect with all that, dude. I think for me, I feel like maybe perhaps Rome and I are like kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of how COVID impacted us, because I mean, in a weird way, I feel like this has been one of the best years I've ever had Um, in 2019. um, uh, Maybe like six months before COVID hit, you, you guys know, I quit my job and I left the country. And because of that, I feel like I had already gone into a remote mode and I was already, I was far out of normalcy. Like, I left my life in the United States to try living in other places and traveling with my wife and strangely and sort of fortuitously that really prepared me for COVID because I was living eight months in fucking like Mexico and Brazil. And like, there was times I didn't have internet. There was times I didn't have running water. There was times I didn't have electricity. So living like that and seeing that lifestyle and then coming back to the U.S., which I did in in, um, March of 2020, Um, I felt like strangely prepared because I was already doing everything out of my normal habit. Um, And because I transitioned into like full-time writing and freelancing and I I basically went all in and like bet everything I had that I could make it with my writing, you know, life that I wanted. And so far it's worked out, dude. Like it's only gotten better since then for me. But um, I was just talking to some student the other day um, and I was telling him like writing is a hell of weird um, profession. And it just so happens that for my profession, privacy, and like going into the interior and meditating and having my own time is, is beautiful. So I don't really have teammates and I don't really have, um, a boss that I have to like, you know, I, I'm my own chain of command as a writer. Um, so in that strange context, like COVID has been, um, amazing for me and not to take away from the shittiness of it and like the social struggles and the the deaths that have taken place and all of that like i've just been fortunate enough that i haven't been impacted directly by it um and my particular career thrives off of isolation um mm-hmm. so i've found that it's been um yeah it's been very good in, in my own development as a writer um
0: so what you're saying is you're the Carmelo anthony of the group (laughs) because you just (laughs) like to be in isolation all the time (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let me let me let me give you i have a couple questions for you right so for those who i guess forgot what when you were in mexico for those eight months what brought you back and i'll follow up with another question
2: um pretty much covid dude so i was planning to be in mexico for an entire year and um i want to say we did seven months my wife and i uh before we were in mexico city when it happened so um, I was living in an Airbnb with, um, it was basically like a hostel where I had European tourists coming in and out on a weekly basis. Um, so me and my, my wife and I were like, damn, like this is probably not, and remember this is a year ago where we didn't really know what this virus was. Everybody was freaking out. I'm living in Mexico and seeing all of this crazy tweets coming out of the US and hearing things from the US Mind you, in Mexico at the time, taqueros were still on the streets, slanging everything and didn't really slow anything down at the time. But everybody was freaking out, right? I saw people were like buying toilet paper and hoarding and just just losing their minds, right? And I was like, here we are just living normal lives in Mexico. So maybe we should go back and be, be with family and, and ride out how long this thing is going to be. Um, and we've been with family ever since.
0: Yeah. And then I'll, I'll follow up with, uh, because you mentioned how fortuitous this year has been for you and, and how things have kind of gone well for you and and and, and we all know it because because we always celebrate every time you have something like published and posted. But but who are you writing for right now? Like what, what are some of the the, the things you've been you've been up to cooking up um like where are you at in terms of your career? Like who you like what are you doing?
2: Uh so yeah I had the book um I had my second book come out in November of 2020. So a few months ago. Uh, it's done really well. It's a poetry book, Binata Theory. Um and honestly, when I write shit, I don't, I don't really like I'm not about the numbers. Like I'm really about just telling stories and helping other people get their voices heard. Um, but one of my homegirls who is also a poet in Florida, um, like sent me a screenshot and she's like, Yo, did you see this? And when I opened it, it was that my book is was uh the number three bestseller for independent poetry in the whole country. Mm -hmm. Um, which to me was a sign that like people are are fucking with it and people um like are vibing with it and respect it and and are are listening right because I went into writing because I was like I don't see a lot of millennial latinx like first generation bay area voices I really don't if you look at the media right now I don't I can't identify one like mexican-american voice even in the bay I'm talking about the bay area sorry there's there's hella in la and I respect them for it But um, I I was like, um, you know, I see some Asian representation. I see black representation. I see obviously white representation. And I was like, you know what? We fucking need somebody that's speaking about like what it's like to have undocumented immigrants as friends growing up or what it's like to have, um, you know, Filipino and Samoan homies and Cambodian homies. And like, those are not narratives that I see being told in mainstream media. So little by little after the success from the poetry, I started pivoting into journalism recently, um, and I was just talking to a homegirl yesterday, who's also a writer in the Bay, and we were just kind of catching up, and I was just counting on my, on my fingers. I was like, I'm working with X, Y, Z, Z, Z Right now, I'm talking to seven um, like, different newspapers and magazines in the Bay Area, including the San Francisco Chronicle, including, including the Gate, Bold Italic, KQED, which are some of the bigger ones, and, and all of them have expressed a high level of interest in wanting me to write for them. Um, and I'm basically able to like use my platform now to tell stories about other folks that I don't think are getting the attention that they should in the Bay Area. Um, because I've, I've found, honestly, dude, being in, in a lot of newsrooms in these spaces, almost always the editors are white, the writers are white, and more often than not, they're transplants. And these motherfuckers are writing about the Bay area. Like, you know, like the neighborhood I live in is a real Bay area neighborhood. Like my neighbors are immigrants and mechanics and fucking grocery workers. And I don't think anybody on my entire block or neighborhood, to be honest, is is a journalist. But but I I am, you know, so I kind of want to I want to use my my platform to tell stories of like real Bay area people, real Bay area topics. And um, just kind of push back on cultural erasure, which I see Mm. happening here. Um, So, yeah, I've been I've been doing that and just getting pretty good success, thankfully. Um, And yeah, like thanks to, you know, you guys and like my friends and people that know me that know I've been doing this for a while. And it's not like just one day I was like trying to fake the funk. Like I've been studying this shit for like over a decade now.
1: Mm. That's awesome, man. I I think it (laughs) takes more to like your quality of, of work. Uh, your dedication to the craft and ability to make people who weren't previously wanting to hear these stories all of a sudden interested because of the way that you've been able to, you know, turn it into something interesting. I appreciate it, bro. And
0: and we all know this, like like the, the grind that you put in that that no one else sees is 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 motivational for for all of us in this group. Um, we always talk about how like you stay you stay grinding because that's that's a legitimate thing it's not like like uh it, it's not something that we're just saying just to say like you stay grinding all the fucking time which is like it, it's always impressive to me it's always impressive to all of us here and and we always are very very happy and we talk about this all the time it's like when one eats we all eat right like we want to see everyone in this group succeed and that's just the reality. Like we want to see everyone here succeed and thrive. And so it's a part about like how he's taking a step back and and you know find, finding a different path right now. He's happy where he's at. We want to see that, regardless of like what he decides, right? And the same thing with with what you're doing, Alan. Like the fact that you have all these publications and the, these newspapers and uh, kind of you know chasing you down a little bit to, to you know get a piece of your work is like yo like that's, that's big time. And that's a, that's a sign of the grind you put in for this. Like this is what you've been working for. And 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 we we always text about this and this is just a start for you man like like you you this this is the beginning of a very large thing in my in my opinion i'm sure all of us here feel the same way it's like i i I can't wait till it's the next chapter where like you know things just get bigger and bigger and bigger where you know like things like head fake pick up a lot more steam and you know i mean like like you get a lot more shine as a journalist so so i'm I'm excited for you bro i really am
2: thank you thank you no i know you guys are always giving the love and the support i was gonna say and this is kind of i'm gonna turn this into a question for everybody else but um, you know, I, I, reflect talking about the grind, like we, grew, most of us in here grew up in the Bay area, um, especially the Bay Area of like the nineties and the thousands, which was a different Bay Area than it is now. And mm-hmm. I feel like for me, and I know I speak for my brother too. And I, I think for most of us that, um, like in the hell, it's all about independent hustle and creativity and like making your own, um, making your own style basically. And like the out the trunk mentality of like too short making music. And just literally selling shit out of his trunk, you know what I mean? And or, or Marshawn's like beast mode, and like I feel like that was hell of instilled in me at, at a young age that like you can do it your own fucking way, and you don't have to you don't have to copy and follow other people. Like be you. Mac Dre's a perfect example of me. You can be a weird motherfucker and still be hell of respected as fuck, um, and put out a lot of art, you know, and express yourself, and that people will vibe with you if you're just being real about it and and like committing to the game, right? Um, so I guess my question is like, to add on to how it's been going for you, um, like, how do you think the barrier has influenced your, your work ethic and like your, your hustles in your respective fields, if it applies to you too.
5: Mm.
0: I guess I, I'll, I'll hop in. Um, I'll start with how things have been. And, then I, and I'll, I'll, I'll tie in the questions you, you, uh, you posed. But I would say how you and Rome are different sides of the spectrum I, I feel like I stand right in the middle right like I, I think like many out there this past year has been you know one of the most challenging in terms of just uh, figuring out just life and, and what, it, what 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 life is at this point in time right because we've all been stuck in doors and we've all been on our grind doing our own things and um, it's given a lot of time to kind of reflect on like the important things in life right. Um, not to say that, that, you know, I wasn't reflecting before, but like, because of all this time that I have now available, like I'm not commuting to work anymore. Right. And my meeting takes place in in, in a, on a, on a, in a Zoom application. So I can literally get to a meeting in like, like a split second if I need to. Um, but it's definitely given us more, more myself, more time to reflect on things that are important. I'm definitely fortunate in terms of just this past year. I've learned a lot about, like I've, I've taken time to pick up hobbies, right? So I've, I've gotten into to road cycling. I mean, all of have gone on bike rides together and, and we've started, you know, road cycling, right. Picking up a hobby. I started running again recently and, and, you know, uh, the red boy Mo and a, a couple other buddies, like we're planning on running a half marathon at, uh, in, in a week or two. Um, I learned a lot about the stock market. Like I've, I've been playing in the stocks for a handful of years now, but this past year has made me learn a lot more about the stock market. Um, and that allows me to kind of learn how to, how to build my personal wealth and how to set myself up for the future. So like in that regard, like I've learned a lot, Right. But on the back end of that, it's also I've started to reflect on what do I see? Where do I see myself in the next, you know, five years, ten years, fifteen years, right? What do I want out of my life in the long term, and it, it does tie into what Rome talked about. It's like finding that happiness, like finding that happiness where um, you're 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 excited to wake up in the morning, like you're you're happy to kind of like grind the, the, the things you're grinding with. Um, you're happy with your job, your career, whatever you decide to do, um, and i've been doing a lot of self-reflection on, on that end in terms of like just where do i want to be in five ten years right um it's a first world problem because like you know like i i enjoy my career right now but again this this with all this time that you that i've been we've been given it just makes you kind of question a lot of things like is this the career i want to stay in for the next five ten years is, is this the company i want to stay with for the next five ten years um where do i want my family to be in five ten years so uh, it, it definitely puts a, a strain mentally um I think Rome, to Rome's part, like there's a lot of burnout that's been happening with me personally, just, just off of just having so much time to think about stuff. And I, I, I might, I might say that I've, I've been definitely overthinking a lot of things in my life, um, but it, it's allowed me to reflect and allowed me to kind of find some peace about like, you know, wh- where I'm currently at and where I want to be. Um, but yeah, like, again, like I've kind of, I've kind of split in the middle between you two. Like, like this, this year has been really great in terms of learning new things and finding new hobbies and finding things I'm excited to do. But at the same time, like, it also makes me kind of question and look back on the things that, that I'm currently doing and how I want to move forward in my life. And that brings a lot of kind of just, you know, stress and anxiety and, um, you know, like, like just, just the, the, the brain spinning these wheels and trying to figure out what the what next, cha- next chapter is, right? Because we're all trying to find the next chapter in our life at this point in time. And um yeah, for me, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, and I think that's kind of the scary part is like, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at, but it's like, what's the next chapter? Like, is this, is this it? Like, is, is this, is this pandemic got me to a point to realize like, is this my life? Like, is this where I want to be? Am I happier? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where like, you're given so much time to sit there and think about life. And sometimes it's scary to think about life in, in the ways that, that, that your brain allows you to think about it. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been good and bad. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think the pandemic's given people a lot of time just to kind of reflect and, um, and yeah, sometimes like, like you, you come out of it thinking that, Hey, like I, I have things handled, I'm good where I'm at. Sometimes you think like, "Mate, maybe I gotta change things up." And again, like I'm in that pl- place where like I'm still trying to figure it out. So I know kind of like rambled there, but but yeah, you know, th- th- things are good. It's just you know I-, I got a lot to reflect on still. But to your question, how how the bay uh, uh, impacted my grind, like I kind of want to I kind of want to use like kind of what Rome talked about initially with the mama mentality, right? Like he kind of he kind of had that grind with, with like the mom mentality, and like just. You know, putting his foot on the pedal and kind of go go go. I, I feel like being born and raised in Oakland, I, that that was kind of like naturally instilled in you, right? Like, you, like you talk about like like too short, like selling sell tapes out of his trunk, and and Marshawn doing like the whole beast mode thing, and always giving back to the community. Like for me, I've always, and and you guys know this. Like I'm a big advocate for my city. Like I, I love the fact that I'm born and raised in Oakland. I'm very proud of that fact, and it makes me want to work harder. But to a certain point, like. That grind can weigh on you and it can lead to burnout. And I think that's something that that I would kind of lean toward in Rome. Like, yeah, like I've definitely experienced some of that. Cause I feel like even through the pandemic, I'm always telling myself, like, you know, like you just gotta get it, gotta get it done. Like you can't complain. And I always look back at my dad and my, my dad used to work like 60 hours a week, Monday to like Monday to, to Saturday, like six to 70 hours like a week, right? Hmm. And he would never complain, He'd wake up at like four a.m. leave for work, come back at like like eight p.m. and never complain, right? And that's the mentality I grew up with is that kind of Oakland, like, like very blue collar, grinded out. I saw my dad and my mom, like growing up in terms of how they, how they met, like they, they made like earned a living and I'm sitting in my seat. Like I can't complain about what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm working remote at home in in, in my house. I can wake up whenever I want to and and hop on a meeting and then go back to bed if I need to and take a nap. Like who am I to complain about what I'm doing in my life right now? Right. You don't have pants on. (laughs) (laughs) Your <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it to, to that point yeah, thanks mo I mean, but to that point to class no pants. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <Shadow> harvard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah FY, the, the, this uh this zoom is sponsored by harvard over here we're um paid hey man <laughs> but yeah like like the the whole idea of, of being born raised in oakland is like it's a it's a grind culture out here like we kind of like we, we're, we're blue collar grassroots like we we do things the right way we and we kind of like we, we fight our way through the through the struggle and again, I saw that with my parents. And and for me, again, I can't who am I to complain about what I am doing in my life in terms of my career? Like I'm I'm making good money, I'm I'm comfortable in terms of like my financial situation. And I, I get to wake up and roll out of bed and, and hop on my laptop and, and go on Zoom calls.
2: And take I mean, a like, nap, as you've said. <laughs> and, and and or take a nap
0: when I need to, right? Like so who am I to complain? So so it, it makes me kind of appreciate some of the, the things that I have going on. It's a first world problem, but I'm like, man, like. It it does weigh on you at a certain point where like you you end up burning out because like you just keep grinding in this way. It's like mm-hmm. man, it gets, it gets old pretty quick sometimes. And the pandemic makes that puts that perspective. It's like this Zoom culture, this this remote work stuff. Like it it sounds fun when you're actually in the office, but after a while, it's like this shit gets old real quick. Mm-hmm. But again, the ba- the bay raised me to kind of grind it through. I'm grinding, so it is what it is.
3: Andrew's full of shit. He's been playing Call of Duty this entire time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i haven't played oh and on top of that my 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 hobby has I picked up video games again mm. i mean like what else can i do you know i mean i have so much time time mm. the top of my hands though so playing video games again
3: he's playing more than i do now shit i
0: know i never thought that would happen because you know although he used <laughs> to try to talk me into playing video games i was like nah man i don't want to and now i'm playing like every other day it was like shit yeah yeah you
3: know? well i guess i'll segue into my reflection here at this point uh damn it, it's always hard to follow up, you motherfuckers. You guys are too profound. <laughs> you guys always <laughs> say some good shit. I'm like, oh, what am I gonna say? Um but just to I guess you got good stuff to on... talk about. What
0: are you talking about? You got hella good stuff to talk about.
3: But but is it unspoken rules material? I don't know. <laughs> 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 nah. Um I man, you know what? I honestly haven't even really thought back and reflected on this past year with the pandemic. It's crazy because it's gone by so quick and i like i just kept moving i just kept rolling with the punches and i i again i haven't even stopped to even think or fucking anything i i I didn't so i I, it's hard for me to even kind of put into words how i feel this year has impacted me um but you know just off the top of my head i guess to like summarize it you know a year ago almost exactly when this all started think of walking dead season one (laughs) everyone's panicking you know fucking zombies everywhere hiding in a tank now it's like walking dead season 16 or whatever it's like you know i'm it's like fucking we're off the reservation now it's like I'm, it's nothing seeing
0: a zombie like whatever yeah eh.
3: yeah so i guess weirdly i think i i feel like i've kind of just gotten used to this now it's like i don't i i feel the way i've been i similar to you guys I've been obviously working pretty hard. Like I probably have been working the hardest I've ever worked before. Right. To the point where it's like, I don't play video games. I only see my girl. I go home. I sleep. I wake up. I work. It's like, I've been putting in like 12 hours. Right. And you know, 12 hour days, multiple days, you know, leaving the office like at 830. Today was an early day. right? I finished at 730. There's yesterday I was there until like 830, almost nine. And I, you know, just like you guys, I'm feeling the the burnout. But for me, it's just like it wouldn't it would have it would have been the same thing regardless like if it was a pandemic or not. that's you know and, and when I was in Oakland I was like fucking working my ass off before the pandemic right Where before right before this all, all this happened I left my job that I was that I had you know on the East Bay and I was working busting my ass and I got a new position and so that's why to me not much is the only thing for me that has changed and obviously I know you know COVID has impacted the world right for years to come but for me kind of like how my brother was saying if any you know it's been one of the best years for him for you for me I feel like I have you know for me, it's been a, a a great year for me because I have you know I feel like I'm just continuing to kind of work towards my future you know I got engaged you know I'm saving money I'm, I'm all these I've had a lot of time to reflect you know I, the only difference for me is that bars are closed I can't you know obviously see my friends and stuff all in person but other than that, I'd be doing the same shit, just like working, seeing my girl, staying home, like just kind of like, I've been like in lay low mode. I've just been like fucking, like super private. Like, I don't really, um, you know, I, social media, I don't really like fucking post on there too much, right? I'm just, I'm like more in lurk mode. I'm just kind of really focused on myself, my future, my future wife, Um And I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to say all of that, right. Because it hasn't been, you know, in, in, that's just in my own little bubble. But if I were to look at the reality of what happened with COVID, right. And lots of people lost their jobs, you know, lots of people are struggling. Right. So I, I, obviously I come from a place of of privilege to be able to say like, it's been a good year for me Um, when, when in reality, it's been, you know, the whole, the whole world has been hit pretty hard. Right. So, um, but I guess kind of like what, um rome was saying you know he just kind of buried himself in work and you know kind of that was his way of like coping in a way and for me it's almost the same um to the point where yeah it's like i'm starting to get that feeling of burnout and it's like man what the fuck am i doing right like i'm, I'm am i that happy right I, I just ask myself that a lot and you know obviously i see what my brother's doing and you know I've, obviously i'm very proud of you i talk to him all the time i don't have to you know i don't have to um, like you'll jerk him off here, you know. In, in, in <laughs> hey, hey
1: be, you still do though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, he knows yeah. we, we
3: have an innate. Wait. We're brothers. We have an innate, you know, like the like spiritual jerk off. Spiritual jerk off. <laughs> he knows how proud I am. So, but I see what he's doing, right? And he's like, he's taking lots of risk, and you know, he's he's been doing things for himself, right? And uh maybe this kind of goes into answering your question Alan. too is like you know i i it's something that i've always kind of asked myself even for for years now before the pandemic it's like what do i really want to do what's really going to make me happy you know what can i do on my own you know side thing that can potentially turn into a bigger thing right and so bitcoin um, you know bitcoin (laughs) (laughs) uh rome we got to talk to you after (laughs) Uh, so i i occupy myself with with my own personal interests and my mentality has just been super like low key, man, just focus on myself, my future. And I, I, I haven't really been, you know, exposing myself out there or, you know, I, I haven't really been even like fucking with that many people. It's just, that's kind of like what the, the um, mode I'm in. Right. And it's like, I, I really only talk to the people close to me and, um, and yeah, like I said, just kind of working pretty hard, but towards my future and and planning my next moves um, because yeah, like that, that barrier hustle, or I don't even see it like as barrier specific, but, um, you know, just like that, like I was saying, you know, like that Im- or, or was it Andrew, like your, your parents, like that immigrant mentality too, right? There's, there's so many different opportunities and you know, it's not until you're fucking stuck in home, you know, all the time with not much to do that you're starting to start to reflect of all the, um, possibilities yeah. like, like only fans. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well he has a, that, that mic and that 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 camera in his room, man. Yeah, we'll
4: uh, we'll have yeah. uh all dolls only fans account in the uh unspoken link, a, 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 link. in the links below. <laughs> <Yeah>. Link tree. <laughs> link tree. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but 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 congrats on the engagement. I that, that I think in terms of just like next chapter, like you I again, like I think I, I won't go too far in this, like I think the pandemic for a lot of us, it's finding that motivation to 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 to, to be excited about something, right? Like I, I I thank Mo for this. I thank that group of, of buddies who in, who talked me into to, you know training for a half marathon. Because for a long time, like what I'm talking about, like getting back to a gym for me, like I, I look forward to that. Like every day after work, I'd look forward to going to the gym, right? Hitting the heavy bag, you know, like like being able to get into a ring and shadow box, like just little things, right? To look forward to, and the pandemic's kind of like put, put a shutdown to things to look forward to. So the little things now in pandemic I'm looking forward to. So like going on a bike ride with Aldo, like like being able to kind of be outside with my brother just to r- ride a bike, like that's exciting to me. Being able to talk to you guys in this in this forum and this group is like exciting to me. Being able to train for half marathon in a week or two, like that's exciting to me. So it, it's it's a little things now at this point. And for so for Aldo, like like it's not a little thing for you, it's a huge thing, it's a life moment for you where you know getting engaged and you know planning up for a, for a wedding is, is huge so you have that to look forward to congratulations my man like super excited for for you and in, in the future super excited for the wedding and hopefully a bachelor party le- <laughs> leading up to it <laughs> knock on wood um tesla. but 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 we're uh we're, we're super happy for you man like I'm, I'm i'm really excited for uh the next next chapter
2: hey andrews you set a high bar with the when you whipped out the tesla bro for, for my shit hey yeah uh, We're if, all expecting uh, a Tesla from uh, our brother. If, if Aldo has a has a ba- <laughs> if Aldo
0: has a bachelor party, I'll I'll, I'll whip something up. Hey, it might actually be Andrew's own Tesla. But <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
3: yeah, this this will be busting out a Lucid a Lucid <laughs> about, that s- s- Sell out and then
1: uh, oh god!
0: But but when the time comes, out, let's let, let's let's hope we plan for a bachelor party when things are opening up and they're safe, and we'll we'll definitely make something happen. Absolutely. Yeah, Andrew oh,
4: okay. just uh, wants an excuse to be a degenerate with that. <laughs> <Hell yeah.
0: laughs> Speaking of degenerates,
4: Mo, what are you what are you up to, man? Oh, the uh, man to the to the question of it's funny how when the pandemic first kicked off, there was like this hella big push to just like give yourself grace and be okay with life possibly being on pause, whether that be career, professional, personal. Um, I'm not gonna lie, like when the pandemic first happened, I was like shit what the fuck am I gonna do on tinder like this could be dangerous like meeting up with someone could really be a life or death situation so <laughs> uh, like I really had to reconsider if I'm gonna uh, see people you know and
0: I mean it, it could have been a life or death before the pandemic you know what I'm saying true <laughs> yeah, it's it just, it
2: just different type of a uh, disease getting passed around and <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, hey, we should also clarify that all of us live with people or have you know a significant other besides Mo, my boy Mo is out here just <laughs> Hey, my a boy. Life, is a hey,
0: hey, we're we're gonna link his Tinder profile and, and links and links below as well. Yeah. <laughs> Hit my boy up. He, yeah. he he is he is A plus quality material. I'm telling yeah. you, hey, Harvard edu- Harvard educated
2: he's, uh, <laughs> homeowner. <laughs> he's a homeowner. Homeowner, <laughs>
1: Harvard educated.
2: He's yeah. he's Makes a teacher.
1: Yeah. we a a private Snapchat. You look like an apex
2: not. predator out here.
0: with the- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Added up.
1: laughs>
0: He hey. He, he's, an, he's an A plus Apex for out here, man.
4: In, in any case, uh, but thanks y'all for always hyping me up, but they're always lying. But um,
0: <laughs> now, like
4: I think switching from from in-person teaching to teaching online was definitely a tough transition. Actually, like I, I lie. It wasn't a tough transition. Like it, like many of y'all, there was like, no need to like hit the traffic get up hella early to get ready. Mm-hmm. It was just like, man, let me brush my teeth, put on my cup of coffee. let me do all that?
0: Yeah. Gotta
4: keep <laughs> some level of civility. Um, but I think, it, I think like many of y'all have expressed um, is it, like this pandemic has gone, and maybe it's just age too. Maybe it's just not the pandemic, but I think a lot of us were in the same age bracket in where we're starting to think about long-term career moves. Um, you know, I thought, I was locked in to be an educator for the rest of my life. And no doubt, like it's a privilege and uh, like a really enjoyable experience to be a teacher. And and again, a a big privilege to be able to work with young people. I've also reconsidered like this pandemic has gotten me to reconsider like what else can I do to serve our community? Um, And maybe it's not in the classroom. And and so like I, you know, over the summer, I just started decided to like, re-enroll in, in in a grad program and just see like what other career opportunities can I can I jump into um, you know I think in in Alan kind of talked about representation so right now I'm doing this uh this program that is for quote unquote school leaders um you know in and, in and Andrew and I grew up in Oakland which has about a pretty sizable population of API mm-hmm. Asia Pacific Islander students but when we look at the the leadership of the school district and, definitely doesn't represent that demographic. And I'm, yeah. I was just like, why, well, first off, why don't we see a lot of Asian folks in education to begin with, uh, whether that be in the classroom or like working in nonprofit sectors. Um, and I think, so I, I've been thinking a lot about that and, and just like how my identity uh, can, can impact our ability to like access different career paths. Um, but, I, you know, to, to, to Alan's question around, like, how does the Bay shape our our work ethic? I don't necessarily know if the Bay has shaped my work ethic. I would say that it definitely shapes the values that drive my career. Um, I definitely know, like, the Bay Area is definitely where I want to spend my time and, 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 like, my energy, whatever career that looks like. Um, you know, should I have been hella wrestling with wanting to leave the Bay? I think I've told y'all here and there, like, I've been wanting to move out the Bay, but it's hella hard to leave, leave
5: yeah. the
4: family, you know, the homies, but the community here as well. Um, that, that really, like that fucking energy of the Bay area is unparalleled. I, yeah. I can't think of another place, but that could just be biased. Right. Cause that's where we're from or where we currently live. Um, so I think, you know, that's, that's, the- <laughs> <laughs> y'all ain't seen this, but Alice suggested, uh,
3: Milwaukee, uh,
4: uh, yeah, maybe.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, maybe. But no, I think uh um, Tinder seem like in the Yeah, days. yeah, for real. How think many it, white women are out there I might be like be fucking
4: so
1: Charizard out there. I'd be super rare. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey man. Yeah.
1: That, that's a good comparison to be right oh, now because yeah. Charizards are worth a lot of
0: fucking money, man. Hey, it's I hate so to hard. break
1: it to y'all, but it's 27 degrees out there
0: right now. <laughs> nah. Hey, hey but, so, be, so I'm uh, I'm, 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 Mo, Mo has, and this is the way I thought we, we hyped Mo up for a reason because Mo downplays everything he does, right? Mm-hmm. He, he And we mentioned this before, and probably, hopefully, some of y'all caught it. But, um, he mentioned about you know, in the summer, he enrolled in a grad program. Uh, which grad program did you enroll in, Mo?
4: So school out east, you
0: know, Well, where we're at, school
4: out east, where this university it's called harvard fuck it i'm gonna just own it <laughs> hey man you know, hey, you know, hey puff uh, your chest out for you know, one time even, man it's not even about puffing the chest i, I just i want to like lay breadcrumbs for folks in the next generation mm-hmm. from our community to get in i think that's what's what it was really about i remember hitting with a homeboy and i was just like fuck it the ivory tower sucks i understand that and and um but i also know that we got to get our folks into these institutions so no doubt when uh, it's it's definitely costing an arm or a leg right now but uh i think um L- long, yeah, long-term but,
0: investment is gonna be well worthwhile
4: yeah you know and, and so like i think it's gonna be dope to be able to tell like yes. other generations of students who's like oh this is how you get in like don't be don't be intimidated by this you know this institution um so i think it's uh, well, so we'll see what, how it pans out yeah but i always appreciate y'all just hyping me up though it's
5: like, no,
0: and, and it's it's the same thing we uh, we uh talked about with alan's career right now and how he's thriving it's like when when one eats we all eat right so like when you make harvard we, we all feel like we made harvard it's Like oh shit our boy made harvard and we can celebrate that because because mm. because again like it, it it's one of the hardest institutions to, to to be admitted to and again the fact that we have one of our own amongst us in, in that in that uh setting it, it inspires us to be you know Again, I, I think part of my struggle is also like, who am I to complain when I got you know my, my boy out here like Mo like just fucking grinding out to Harvard. He has, th- and for those who don't know, he has three papers due soon, and he's he's literally right now doing this little podcast as well as preparing three papers to submit yeah, at an no, Ivy league true. institution. You know what I mean? I'm sure Alan has a ton of rough, uh, like, like fucking deadlines to meet with, with his crew right now. And J- like, like Jerome, I don't call him Jerry. Cause the, the zoom says Jerry, <laughs> but like, the, J- Jer- Jerome is, you know, in, in the midst of like a transition, in his career. And mm. I'm sure he's, he's still trying to prepare for his interviews and all that stuff. Aldo is working to like eight, 9 PM every single day. So like who, who am I to complain at this point in time? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I find motivation through you guys and again like y'all inspire me because like I'm, I'm sitting here like you know try, trying to find that same grind and that same motivation to kind of get my day-to-day stuff done at, at work and again like when when you when you eat mo we all eat so so i'm, I'm thrilled for the fact that mm. that uh that you're doing so well and, and you're in that institution and you'll be you'll be done in a year right mm. you're yeah. you're a year yeah. in got another, yeah got another year but um
2: hey andrew's going around telling people he goes to harvard now hey man oh, yeah. i'll tell you if,
0: if one eats we all eat man i'm a I could wear a Harvard sweatshirt with no oh, shame yeah. now because I actually have like a, you know, a link to it. Right. Oh, you went to Harvard? <laughs> no, my, 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 my brother did though. So so you know, he bought me this sweatshirt. So, you know, it's, it's all good.
1: <laughs> did we need to make those sweatshirts, man, like friends of Harvard or some shit? <laughs> yo. <laughs>
0: hey, Dude, so I, hey, yo. I, I'm pretty sure that would sell though. Business idea. Oh, shit. <laughs> Business idea. Why Rome really changing your, your, your name now? No, it's,
1: it's, it's, what it, it's accurate, <laughs> man.
0: I, I kind of want to touch on this a little bit too. And and I, I want to get your thoughts on it because this is kind of what the pandemic's allowed me to think about as well. And, and Mo touched on it. It's like, like he thought about leaving the Bay area. Right. And, and, and I've had that thought creep up more so, uh, more so in the last like few months. And I've never thought this would ever come through my mind, like leaving the Bay area. Now, how far away from the Bay? I don't know. But me and Rome were actually out last night. Uh, again, th- thanks to outdoor dining, we were able to grab a beer together, but we were talking last night and, I mentioned to him how like I've actually thought about moving out of the Bay area mm. and, and more so Oakland in general. And like, and every, you guys here know this, like I love Oakland. I rep it to, 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 I rep it hard. Yeah. You um, even wear Oaklandish to rep it. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 but like pa- part of me like wonders, and, and this is part of that, that whole self-reflection about like where I want to be five, 10 years family and, 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 and all that. And I, i am privileged enough to have a ring right like the you know like the little security cameras around my house and with ring comes like like ring neighbors right and i have next door as an app and like mm. i grew up around a lot of you know violence and crime mo did too right we we're born and raised and a lot of us did right like aldo and, and, and alan like grew up mountain view like it, mountain view now is not what Mountain View guys grew up in it just it's night and day but mm. we grew up around a lot of, like violence and crime where like we used to think you know like gunshots or fireworks and and we're still like, dealing with that to this day. And I'm seeing the stuff on Ring and Next Door about people breaking into homes mm. and and people getting assaulted and you know catalytic converters being stolen off Priuses and like just just this constant negativity popping up on Next Door and it's like yo like I'm reflecting like do I want my if I have a family do I do I want my kids growing up in this in this environment where they think that shit's normal you know what I mean mm-hmm. like because part of it also is like we're we've all struggled in our own ways to get to where we are right now in our careers. And part of what we and, – and part of, like, I think starting a family is, like, you want to be able to provide a foundation for, you, for, you know, your, your children, a stronger foundation than where you started at. And in order to do so, like, do I want to start my foundation here for my child in Oakland? Because there is that fear in my back of my mind. I'm like, you know, like, do I want my my, my, my son or my daughter to, to grow up around a lot of violence, crime, that that's normal? Because, again, like, in, in this day and age, like, there's a lot of added pressures to, to, to kids growing up in social media. But, like, I just – I don't know, man. Like I, I've been reflecting about like where I want to be in five, ten years. And that also includes the city I want to live in. Like, do I want to move my, my family to a place where it's a little more safe and a little more, you know, like guarded, or do I want to keep my kid here and have that have to kind of grow up around that 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 neighborhood and learn how to struggle and learn how to deal with the, the pressures of, of being in, you know, a city that you know has high rates of crime and violence. You know what I mean? Like like what do I want? And that's that kind of like idea I've been tossing up. So I, I guess I'll bounce the, the the question back to Mo first and then the rest of you guys is like, Mo, like do you think about that? Like, like how five, changes down the line, if you want to start a family you know, like moving out of the Bay area, is, is that, is that like a legitimate thing that you would do do? Like what's, what's the variables and, and things that you consider and what mm. would bring, what will bring you back? I know you talked about the energy of, of, of the Bay area and, mm. but
4: yeah, no, I got you. Is yeah. it, and is it cool if I bring in the unspoken rule because I feel like hundred percent, hundred percent. So uh, I get the honor of bringing in this unspoken rule my first time doing it. And uh, for for our episode, is the, t- the unspoken rule is what, uh, to what extent do we owe loyalty to the places that we've worked or the places that we come from, you know, and, you know, Drew, and I actually think the five of us have either very recently without, like, Alan quitting teaching or stepping down, stepping away from teaching temporarily or permanently in a, in a school setting like that, or folks about semaphomists who are, like, thinking about, Our next career move. uh, What loyalty do we owe to those places that we were working or currently working with? Um, You know, you know. I thought I was going to be like. I think it's it's hard to conceptualize leaving Oakland because. But part of me is like, yeah. If if I'm going to have kids, Drew, or it's like, do I want to raise them in a city where they may not necessarily be able to walk to school? You know, we watch I watch enough shows and shit and it's just like, Dan, those kids get a walk to school? Like, where where does that exist? And I mean, it's nice, but a part of me like feels like it's hard to like leave Oakland and it's not like a feeling of trap. Like, don't give around it's a privilege to be able to say, like, oh, I don't want to leave Oakland, considering how many people have been forced to leave Oakland because of right. raised rent prices, right? Yep. Gentrification. So uh, I definitely understand, like, how fortunate I am to be able to, like, have this, you know, have to, like, reconcile this. Um, you know, it's funny how you mentioned, like, Oakland has... You don't... You don't, you think about raising kids in a city that's like, has a lot of violence in it, but it, I have to question, like, violence against who, right? Like, who is yeah. subjected to that violence in its very yeah. particular communities versus, you know, some people who, like, live in a bubble in Oakland. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I definitely when it just i think it's important that we acknowledge that um i mean that to that to your point drew like that's something i'm still thinking about a lot too uh what do i what do i owe to a city that has taught me how much you know yep. that i've right. taken so much from Yep.
0: and i, I think that's part of my my, my struggle because like me and my partner are like you know again we've been together for three years now and you know logical next step is you know like you know like we're all do is and not to say that i'm planning that at any point in time but at the like that's part of our thoughts it's 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 Oakland has has built me to where I'm at right now in terms of my my pride, my confidence, my my compassion, my empathy, my, and my loyalty. So, I, I in the back of my mind, I'll always have this loyalty where I'm like, Oakland's my home. Like this is this is where this is what made me who I am. And to Alan's point initially about like how how the city, you know, changed us. How, how what whether well, it's two shorts analogy or the Marshawn Lynch analogy it's like, you know, Oakland made me, and I I feel like I owe the the, the city a little more whether it's giving back in some way or, you know, going back into coaching and working with kids. Like I, it's hard for me to step away from that, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, like if I start a family, how do I, don't want to, what do I want to be? You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so to Alan Aldo Rome, like where are you guys at with all that? Where, where are your heads at?
1: It brings up like two questions for me. Um, and I don't know if, if this idea of leaving the Bay or staying in the Bay is related to COVID, but in uh, those two questions, one of them would be one is, COVID definitely has made us all try to seek safety and try to survive. And when we try to seek safety, I think we tend to return back to our home or return to back to our tribes Uh, relating to like the unspoken rule is like going back to what you're loyal to, which is your tribe. Uh, I think you you guys definitely have a loyalty to Oakland. Um, It's been mentioned, but also the second point that I wanted to bring is have we just reached that point where we're just, at the age in our life where life changes means that we're leaving the city this place that we were really attracted to because it was so fun to be in because we were, we were younger and now it's like hey maybe the suburbs make more sense mm-hmm. that's what you know that's what my parents did I know that uh, and then you know as I grew older you know I started thinking like I want to go to the city I'm going to live in, in like cool cities and stuff and then now like I'm at the age too now where it's like This was really cool for me and really fun for me, but it was definitely for me. And if there's kids in the future, when there's kids in the future, it won't be fun for them, I get that. So there will be an exodus for me, spurned on a little bit by the idea of uh, wanting to find that safety again, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I can find the safety in the city because disease is easier to capture. Uh, More people are not in my tribe, whatever I want to define as my tribe. I don't know. How how do you guys feel about that? That's just how I conceptualize staying or leaving a place at this point in time.
2: I don't know, dude. Um, I guess because, I mean, so you guys know I left the Bay to live in new Orleans for a few years. And then I left new Orleans to live in Boston for five years. Then I came back to the Bay and then I left the Bay to live in Mexico and travel South America. And on top of that, because my wife and I were teachers, we had a lot of spring breaks, summer breaks, winter breaks. We've seen a large part of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I've been to Paris, Berlin, fucking Rio de Janeiro, China, Japan, like I've been to hell of places. Like I can't even count on both of my hands and toes, like how many fucking countries I've been to, which again is a a privilege and a blessing, right? And I only say that to say, and on top of that, I've seen most of the United States and and I think Mm -hmm. most US citizens, probably haven't even seen like three percent of the united states you know i've I've seen almost every state at this point in my life and i'm 34 i just turned 34 um and i'm saying all that to say that i feel like i have a pretty good sense of what is out there um you know there's hella places i haven't been to but there's a lot of places i've been to where i'm like i could live here and i made the joke about milwaukee earlier but andrew knows at one point like i legitimately seriously thinking about it i like was thinking i was about sad when he threw milwaukee. out of that. i'm like milwaukee bro i can't fucking like drive there to see <laughs> you bro <laughs> i
1: have a really good thing is about milwaukee man uh, i'm it's, really it's happy mixed, you know, know what i
2: mean but i guess part of my point of what i'm saying is i'm only in, at the end of the day i'm loyal to to me and my interests and i know mm. that sounds selfish mm. Mm. but i i feel like so, similar to what Mo said like i've been shaped my core values have been shaped by the barrier And I believe in like altruism. I believe in community. I believe in giving back to others. I believe in doing the right thing. I believe in activism. You know what I mean? So like, I feel confident that my, my the pillars of beliefs that I've instilled in myself Mm. are, are, are good by nature. And I really try hard to stick to those. Mm. Um, And because of that, I feel like wherever I go, I kind of take the bay with me. You know what Mm. I mean? And in doing that, I build community and, and I've, I've been fortunate enough to have success wherever I go, because I, I carry that pride with me. I carry that, that energy. Mm. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is like, we, we can all make it anywhere. You know what I mean? I think, I think the United States is particularly insular in the sense that we, we create this feeling in the US that's like, um, you know, the US is the best. And not only the US is the best, but LA is the best. Chicago is the best, New York's the best. <laughs> I've been to all those fucking places, and they're all pretty cool. You know what I mean? They all have their cool shit. They all have their bad shit. Mm. And if if it came down to next week, I, as much as I love the Bay, I'd fucking dip to Buenos Aires. And I'll tell you, motherfuckers, that it's hella cool in Buenos Aires. You know, and it's hey, much man, cheaper.
0: Hey, move there, and I'll, we'll come we'll visit you. Get, get a reason to, <laughs> to to go down there,
1: oh, but yeah. but not Milwaukee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck Milwaukee.
1: So, so so it's settled, right? So,
0: see, you can tell Al thriving when he has that to say, man. Like that shit was like like poetry coming out of your mouth so so it's right. settled A- alan's told us that we all need to move out of the fucking bay and find like do do us i right, think yeah uh, hey y'all to fo- follow that up <laughs>
3: <laughs> why do you think i'm never on this podcast i think it's my brother literally stole the, the the word one of the words out of my mouth i was gonna say the, for me the loyalties to me right because i in my head i'm like well fuck my job fuck like all these jobs, right? Like, and where I'm going to live. And and for me, it's pretty simple. Obviously, it's like, I'm not, I don't have the gift of gab like my brother, but I'm a pretty simple man. I know, I kind of know what I want. And like, I, I mean, my fiance and I talk about where we're going to live, right? And it, it all comes down to like pricing too. It's like, it's mm-hmm. too fucking expensive here. Like we're we're going to like, by default, have to move outside of the Bay, you know, because that's what, where we want to buy. That's where we can afford to buy a home. But so, I don't know. I feel like as I get kind of older, like obviously I will always have pride in the Bay, but I am not as like, I guess, blindly loyal to like my job. Right. Or, you know, like my city, my town, which is not even the same as what I grew up in as I used mean, to be. What do you mean? Google
0: so. What do you mean Google wasn't there when you were born and
1: raised? Facebook
3: wasn't know, down the block. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's my answer. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have too much to say on that, but it's pretty simple.
1: Dude. I, I wonder if, um, I think, like, like, you guys both hit on it. Do you and the whole loyalty thing. Like, it seems like what the pandemic has brought on was forcing everybody because there's no other outlet to look at. Like, literally no outlet to go to. And now you have to really look at who the fuck you are. And you have to do that. And I think, like 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 you, said, you mentioned, Alan, like, you, you looked at who you were. You realized the things that your values are. And you approached it and it, you, you said it was kind of scary at the beginning, but like you see, you said you were thriving, you know, although you, you, you're you focusing on, on what matters to you, Your your fiance, you're starting a new life, you know, like that that's awesome. Mo focusing on school, uh, Drew focusing on, on your career, like I think it really brought on that idea of uh, do you and if you're not doing you during this pandemic, it's going to hurt you. You're going to be in pain. You're gonna burn out. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna make you question like what you're doing with your life. And I think that's probably where I hit. Um, I, I that's that's probably what spurred on the idea that I need to reassess what I'm doing because I, I, I think for the past year and a half I hadn't been doing me, uh, and now come to realize, this past year I, this is not who I am. Uh, need to take a break and figure out what that is. Um, which I'm very excited to do, very excited and very fortunate to have the opportunity to say, like, I'm going to take a break. Uh, I know some people were forcefully told to take a break and figure out the rest of their lives. But, yeah, um, I think, like, the, the mental mind frame I'm having now relative to the pandemic is that I've crossed over that bridge, I've crossed over that hill, and now I'm just, like, looking towards, like, what else is there and there's opportunity everywhere
2: hey rome's gonna come out of this shit just being able to dunk on all of us <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he's been low he's been low-key he spent
2: the last 12 months hey. like like with, with a personal coach doing jump training and
4: shit like platmetrics. i think i see rome running around the lake with the jump souls shoes <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, if you guys hey. ever see mo running around the lake it is yeah. like a sight to see man he's like a galloping gazelle and like yeah like every, every time i see moly like... on colors and it's it's a <laughs> sight to see. i don't even want to stop him i hide my face so he doesn't <laughs> stop and i'm like dude man look at that dude yo, yo
4: Rob, you might have asked that like you know you'd mentioned the pandemic has forced people to kind of look at themselves and reevaluate a lot of a lot of introspection that's what i'm hearing and do you think a part of that is a lot of our there aren't distractions. I think uh, Aldo had mentioned like the bars are all closed, yeah. you know? Yeah. So a lot of the things that we would use to kind of drown out the introspection have been kind of stripped from us, or it's even just being able to kick it with folks in person. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder how much of that contributes to, you know, you feeling the burnout too is there's no outlet to, to release. Or I, at think, least.
1: I think that is definitely a part of it. Oh. You're forced to spend time yep. in your brain yep, and mm-hmm. that could lead to, lead to like, you know, situation i've encountered which was overthinking overthinking leads to anxiety anxiety leads yeah. to some mental health things um, and then it, it's like how do you stop overthinking
0: yeah
1: it's a snowball well,
0: effect too man
1: right uh yeah. how do you stop overthinking i guess you gotta uh, one thing i started taking up in in uh, the quarantine is, is meditation and being mindful of being in the moment being in the moment forces you to look at who are you who are you relative to right fucking now which forces you to then think about your values and the things that matter to you um and if those things don't align with what's, what you're actually doing then it creates a dissonance in your brain and
5: uh
1: yeah. that's i think part of like what causes in my opinion mental health issues and, and the, the the fogginess in the brain yeah you can clear that up which uh i feel like I've, i'm on that path of clearing that up um and it just opens up windows i do feel like a whole different person now compared to the past year i'll i'll piggyback off that just just because the idea of you know
0: having outlets I, that is a big part of it right like like without those outlets you have more time to kind of like we talk about going to the gym like me and rome we used to look forward to going to the gym we text each other all the time like hey, you at the gym today and, and when alan was there too and mo when you were there like we used to be like hey you at the gym it's something to look forward to right it, it, it's it's time that you're spending away from thinking about work and anything else and Um, hanging out, hanging out at bars, you know, like hanging out at bars with, 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 friends. Like it's for me, it's like, that's things to look forward to. So I, I, I say that to bring back my, my old, um, old rationale was like, and now I have things to look forward to. I can bike with Aldo. I can, I can get on a zoom call with you guys. I can train for a half marathon that I'm not looking forward to (laughs) by any means. Um, but it's just, it's just now realizing that the little things that we can do to really, um, better ourselves and and put us in a, in a peaceful peaceful place because like rump said like sometimes it's just you need that moment to really self-reflect and have that that moment to really realize that hey stop overthinking let's just focus on now you know what i mean like for for me like being here with you guys talking about this matters to me being present in this moment with you guys matters to me um and that allows me that kind of peace of mind knowing that like hey yo like I, i'm not alone in this struggle we, we're all struggling mm. our own ways in some mm. way some form um but, yeah, like to that point, like that not having outlets for sure weighs on you because you just have more time to think about stuff. And to Rome's point, like I've, I've noticed that being able to kind of take a step back and realize, like, where am I at now at this moment in time? Is this overthinking really going to impact what I'm doing tomorrow or at, at right now? Like, no, it's not. So let's, let's just focus on now and focus on me and focus on people around me that, that I care about. And let's keep it pushing.
2: So, yeah. Welcome to my dark world of just constantly being in your thoughts.
0: <laughs> that's
2: literally see, I, what I do for see, living,
5: guys.
0: I mean, the thing about balance though, like, like we talk about like, like you know, we got to find things to keep us busy. You're always busy right now, man. You, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's, why, like, that's why you're thriving because you I, always I have things I've on your learned plate.
2: Early, I learned early in my life that I have so many <laughs> ideas that I owe it to myself to put them somewhere. And I think mm-hmm. that, that it is my form of meditation, realm. It is my form of outlet. So in the regular world, for me, I felt like I was getting pulled away from what I wanted to do, which is just Mm. write and think and talk to people and hear stories. So when COVID hit, I was like, fuck yeah, like I'm not getting hit up to go XYZ every, you know, every weekend or whatever. And not to say I don't love to kick it because I do, you guys know I'm social as fuck, arguably too social um so hey, it, hey
0: <laughs> let's make sure we, we we if you weren't social i won't be with them right now so so be, be social <laughs> my true. man because
2: because
0: at the end of the day i, I think Mo, mo's future will be with you being social with other you know <laughs> yeah,
5: <that's, laughs> uh,
2: it, what's that bar we were at in oakland <laughs> alley cat or some shit but um no i say that to say that like yeah like learning how to be with your thoughts and with yourself to me yeah. is such a key piece of Finding satisfaction. And and a lot of that is it's hard to do in the US because we're constantly pressured to like buy more, be the best, mm-hmm. have the nicest car, mm-hmm. fucking have the coolest posts. And it's it's always like next, 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 new, no, new, mm-hmm. new. And I feel like once I let go of that shit and I was like, I'm just gonna fucking do what I want and try to live in my own way. And that kind of goes back to the barrier shit of like Mac Dre, 40 um, Andre Nicotina, all of those rappers taught me and, and this is me looking back like I didn't know this when I was in like sixth grade and fucking ninth grade listening to them but all of those motherfuckers did it their own way to be honest and they never really cared about what the outside market wanted or asked of them mm. or expected And they just you know Andre Nicotina's like never really grew out of the Bay Area to be honest or maybe Northern California but I respect the fuck out of him that he just kind of stuck to his, his artistry Um, and the only other thing I wanted to say real quick was going back to Rome's point about, um, like I had mentioned when, like going to Buenos Aires and shit, right. Which is hell of America to me to feel like I can just go anywhere. But I do want to point out that like, when I go places, I really try to be in tune with the people there. Like, I don't just go to places and fucking stay in my little Airbnb and just pretend like the, the real lives of people there um and like when i'm fucking in these countries and cities i'm talking as much as i can to people Mm. what is your life like like um and not not in a way where i'm just kind of like trying to fucking what's the word like like intrude on their privacy Mm. right like there's people that i vibe with and they'll vibe with me and we start kicking it and we're having a beer and it's like yo bro can i ask you these things right um and i guess what i'm saying is like being mindful of preserving wherever you go. Like, I never want to go anywhere and displace people and, and like, um, just act like I own that shit, you know, because I don't. And I feel like that's... You guys know more than anybody. That's what pisses me off about people that come to the Bay. A lot of them are coming from, like, Ohio, and they think the Bay mm-hmm. is, like, this exotic, diverse place. And they're... Hey, man, you can toss names out here if you want to. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can throw names uh, out here if you want to. I'm saying. Fuck, oh, man, shit. Yeah. But, yeah, so I guess, like... Just being mindful of of the communities that you're entering and honoring those communities and the histories mm-hmm. and learning being open-minded and like trusting people and like just you know give it, you got to give love to get love type of thing but you got to be real about it too mm-hmm. um and that's something that i try to live by where when, when i go somewhere i'm not just trying to be like you know i'm here and this is my shit but it's like what are you about can you teach me something and maybe i can teach you something and it, it's like an exchange i guess yep. is what i'm saying
0: you, um, you, know the, you know the beauty of this, this, this whole thing that you're saying right now? It's like full circle for at least this group. It's one of the first podcasts we did uh, way back when was about uh, fandom, I think, right? Like it was yeah. about like how, like unspoken rule of being a fan and how to be a fan because like w- this, this is during a time where like the Warriors were killing the game and all of a sudden like everybody was a Warrior <laughs> fan and everybody wanted to buy seats and they started pricing people out and
3: right. we talked about
0: how the unspoken rule of being a fan or just like being a, a new person in town was, 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 was like do your research. Like mm-hmm. do your research, mm-hmm. like, like, like do your part to actually be a part of the community, give something back. Don't just go there and take. And what you said kind of just like, again, for me, it was full circles hearing you say it was like, man, like we, we did talk about that like a year and a half ago and about about sports in general. And now we're talking about in life. And for me, like, again, like we we're kind of chatting on our Zoom thing, but but Mo mentioned this in the thing, but like this shit's recharging me like this conversation, and this, this dialogue for me is recharging me and my soul um hearing the positivity and hearing all like like the things that that we we've dealt with in the last year you know it, it it definitely inspires me definitely motivates me keeps me on the right direction so so shout out to all you guys out like you guys for you know always keeping me in, in check and and you know keeping me uh grounded because that's a, that's a thing you know like being grounded and being able to kind of look at the things that matter in life so hmm. I, I love y'all you, you know
1: that love too, man. Oh, damn sure.
0: <laughs> so uh as we wrap things up i guess uh i kind of want to go around robin like uh Final thoughts, I guess. One uh, one thing to take away. Well, uh, yeah, just, just just final thoughts.
1: From uh, what you got. Most, I mean, it, it it's been it was a struggle, I think. But at the end of the day, I, I, I see it really in a positive way, uh, which really, it sucks for a lot of people. COVID is not a positive thing, but mm. uh, for the people that like ourselves who have made it through, and knock on wood, we continue to make it through. Mm-hmm. um I don't like to look at it as a negative thing and more of a learning experience and there's a lot of cool things I've learned about myself about people about how to deal with people um like one of the really cool lessons that I la Alan I've learned from Alan and things that I'm trying to uh, apply a lot to my life is um like Alan really does make people feel like their story is the most important thing and there's something really special about them and he wants to know what it is. That's really all he wants from you. There's no other ulterior motive, just wants to know your story because it's a really cool thing to know. Um, So through COVID, it's easy to look at it. Like if you look at it from the surface, I think you might like, oh, he burnt out and uh, resigned from his job. But I really look at it more as like, I tried, I learned something about who I am, and I got better. That's my story of COVID. Mm. All
3: Oof, man, yeah. This is uh, <laughs> I was more on the, on the listening end on this one because about burnout. <laughs> 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 i got a cool uh, dog man. <laughs> uh, it was oh, like, yeah. this is deep this is deep like I, I i was a little brain fried going into this just because it's been a long fucking work day and mm-hmm. yeah it was it was really good to hear you all, all you guys right it makes me grateful to to be surrounded by by all of you and um you know i'm i'm just to keep it short like i'm really proud of you guys i love you all and at the end of the day you know i i want what's best for everybody i want what's best for myself and my my future family Um, you know, just, just take care of yourselves. That's, that's all I I say with, with that. So going back (laughs) on (laughs) mute.
0: Alan, what do you got?
2: Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree. I co-sign everything that's been said, um, the positivity, the love, and I guess the core thing that I'm thinking about is how, um, one of the lessons I've taken away, to be honest, is the more that I support the people around me, like genuinely try to support and uplift those around me, the more that that reciprocates and like strengthens my community and that that in turn like raises me. And I saw one of my um, homie that, that uh, posted recently, uh, he said something like, um, helping other people shine will never dim your shine. So, something like that, right? Which sounds corny as fuck in some ways, but it's hella true. Like I really don't get people that are um, unwilling to give love and unwilling to, like, just give props, you know? If I see somebody do some shit, I don't really care any... I don't care any factor. If you did something dope, like, I will tell you that I think I, I fuck with it, right? Um, and I feel like having that level of just, like, genuine love for other people and, and things, like, has helped me get through the pandemic. Um, so, yeah, just giving, giving love to people and, like, supporting others. Um, like, I'm constantly trying to promote other artists other writers other activists and like i buy the work i just fucking bought it that um put it somewhere like i just oh here it is this dude um Nicolai garcia is a poet from from south central LA. hell of small time dude right and he's been showing me love for like years online mm. and he just came out with his own book and i could have just been somebody that's like you know, fuck this guy. But I was like, you know what, this fool has been supporting me for two years. And like, he retweets all my shit. and He's always liking my shit. And I like, he's, just he has a tiny book with like a no name place kind of thing. Right. But to me, that shit doesn't matter. Like, I was like, you know what, bro, like, I'm going to buy your shit. And I'm going to promote your shit now because you, you helped me get to my place. Um, and yeah, I, I do that with everybody. And I feel like it always comes back in a good way. Um,
1: Shout out a uh, trophy hunting. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Alan. <Alex.
2: laughs>
4: Mo, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, co-sign on what the my three bros have said prior. I think this pandemic has definitely taught me to, like, really value people, you know, more than anything, just being able, like, that perspective. I mean, like, I always love folks, right, but really appreciating the time that we get to kick it. You know, even getting to go to the South Bay, the Peninsula Eat Tacos with um, y'all, yeah. you know, amidst the yeah. pandemic, like, yeah. to be able to ride in a homie's car again and just shoot this shit and slap music like we were in high school again like that shit felt hella good like that was a feeling i hadn't experienced you know in in forever you know well, it feels like forever um so i think it just if there's anything this pandemic has taught me it's definitely hold your uh mm-hmm. your blood family and your chosen family close you know keep in contact with each other i know like like rome and i have talked extensively about his place of work or even Lakers or whatnot. But I think through some of those conversations we've had in our group chat, like just some of the stuff that Rome has put out there and just like uh how important that group chat is to me. Like y'all have been the folks I probably message the most, you know, um, and just like keeping me grounded during this like time of relative physical isolation. So I, I definitely like, you know, uh pre- I've learned to even appreciate folks even more, like in the time that we get. Like even if it's just you're kicking it five feet apart from each other, yeah. you just going to shoot the shit with each other. That's important yeah. to me. I'll shout
1: that out that's love like uh, like we can have these spats and it looks like it from the outside like oh damn they're like really going at it but it's like to me I'm having a conversation with someone who's intelligently considering me and who I am as a person and more Mm -hmm. concerning about the topic and that's what we're being heated about the topic not Mm -hmm. the people who we are and uh, I really really appreciate when I I can have conversations like with you guys that are more controversial and and have a little bit of like zinc to it some hot chili oil on there and uh, uh it, it, i think it it warms my soul when i could talk about high level things with high level people or brow things with high level people and still feel safe mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. expressing who i am yeah. i guess so, i rum,
3: rum you're still a techie though
1: <laughs> uh, until
0: march whatever it is and then uh you know he'll, he'll be a uh, he'll be a, free I'm a agent
3: i'm gonna put a
1: yelp review on you right now bro like that's not cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'll sum things up by again co-signing whatever you know my, my four brothers before me and said and um it, it's gonna be eerily similar um the one thing that the pandemic's taught me is just to appreciate the little things um, and, and not to say that my, my, my brotherhood with these guys here is a little thing, but like sometimes when you, when, you, when you think so much about the large picture and what you want out of your life, like you, you kind of neglect and forget that there's a lot of great things going on in your life right now in that moment, whether it's a group chat text or a phone call from a, from a, from a loved one or, you know, just, just, just a message from somebody, right? So um, I, I, the, the pandemic's taught me to kind of appreciate the little things, um, like being here with you guys in this moment. Um, and it goes back to the idea of like, you know, we talked about this before, like when, when one eats, we all eat. Right. Mm -hmm. And whether it's, whether it's, you know, supporting Alan's work, you know, reading his articles, buying his books, Mm -hmm. whether it's, it's talking Mo up. And when, when he tries to dumb down what he's doing in his life, man, like my man's a Harvard, like Ivy, League educated dude, like (laughs) let's talk this boy up. You know what I mean? He's a good looking man. He's single. Like let's, let's talk my boy up. And he Whether went to it, Berkeley for undergrads. So. Come on, man! <laughs> Whether it's like at some point, mm. this
4: this podcast is going to stop being a promotion. Program. I know, man. <laughs> it's going
1: to stop being I mean, a dating. It's be a dating show
0: for you, man. I'm telling you. Yeah,
1: what, it's going to turn what, into the Bachelor, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whether it's like just 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 spending time with Rome and having a beer on, on, on a mm. what was it on a, on a on a Wednesday night and just talking about life and shooting the shit and just being there for each other and having that shoulder to lean on when we both we're both going through our stress in our lives. Or whether it's talking stocks with Aldo, you know what I mean? Like trying, you know, talk about like the things we're investing in. Like, just we, my thing has kind of always been when one eats, we all eat, mm. right? And and when one thrives, we all thrive. And I think the the beauty of of being with you guys is is you guys are doing so well in your lives. So, like I feel I, I'm I'm thriving just because I'm living vicariously through you all. So, um, I'm I'm appreciating those little things. And again, like I appreciate y'all for that, cause cause y'all y'all keep me motivated. Y'all keep me grounded. Um, and I'm I'm I'm. And I'm reading these fucking texts in the fucking chat. And y'all killing me. But yeah, I love y'all. And I appreciate everything that y'all been doing for me. Cause, uh, cause y'all keep me grounded and y'all keep me motivated. And y'all keep me focused on the, the, the little things that I need to
2: appreciate in life. So respect. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, yeah, We got the starting five right here. I just noticed. Yeah. I call this Clay. Time. I call Clay. First time ever. I call James hey. Wiseman.
3: I, I feel like Wanamaker tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> low, low intensity.
0: No, I feel party. like, uh,
3: Oh, uh, Seth Curry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Seth Curry's a productive Seth dude, Curry though. puts up numbers he puts up numbers, man. He's one of the best yeah. three-point shooters in the
3: league, Compared man. Compared to Curry, Seth, uh, Steph, Seth, Seth
0: Curry is 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 a unappreciated, like highly valued shooter. He's he's ever we're gonna tie ties back in sports, like you being Seth Curry is a, is, is a big deal because like you'd be a great fucking complementary player.
1: So <laughs> I guess I guess I gotta be Javale <laughs> McGee. Throwback so to oh, the uh, previous
2: full circle, podcast. Full circle. We got, we got
1: Mo, uh, Mo.
3: Mo's. Who is he? Kelly Oubre. Uh, Oubre. That's who I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. I swear to God. <laughs> the pretty boy of the group. Hey, yeah. pretty, pretty boy, pretty boy <laughs> in up. shape. tatted it up. But it's also, I've been being
0: educated. Hey man, this is about to be a, a Mo dating uh, a, a podcast. No, nah, I'm
4: fucking Andrew Wiggins first round bust, man. <laughs>
0: my, my dude always downplaying all, skills. All man, the I'm telling you.
4: all the expectations, but still a second rounder. <laughs> hey
0: man, I I, I again like I, this is this is a long time coming. Like no lie, this this is Mo texted in the chat. Like this is recharging him and it, it definitely recharged me so i appreciate y'all and uh the- i have to say we didn't get to talk about sports until this last segment And uh
4: you know rome squad just won a champ well didn't just win but they won a championship during the pandemic that's a whole nother conversation around
1: <laughs> what happened? What happened? Did that count? Was that? Oh, even... let's <laughs> not go there, let's We ain't got time. Up. I didn't. Oh, yeah.
4: I didn't want to open up a can of worms, but I hey, man, next
1: we time.
0: Have... Yeah, We're yeah. gonna open this up yeah, next time for sure. But, but, uh, but, but this is I have been this has been our pandemic episode, and um, I, I think for us just being together in the space reminded us of how important just being together and having the chance to have dialogue and, and talk is, is, is how important it is to us. So I appreciate y'all and um yeah this has been our pandemic episode uh thanks for listening and uh we'll hopefully we talk right. to again
1: soon unspoken up, rules to the moon peace. let's do it bye peace